Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough. The beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever. This is Wednesday. This is the so fun day that I love to get to share all this information and be part of community with all of my listeners. Okay, so I do want to say I still have not picked a series or a topic that will go over a series. I'm still doing a lot of reading, and when I come up against, not up against, but up with a fascinating or very informative piece of information, I just say, oh, I'm going to do that next week. So that's what I'm doing so far. I'm just randomly, as I read through the material from Joan Culpepper, some things will just strike me and I'll say, okay, this I need to share. Now, it doesn't mean that I won't have a series at some point, but I want to make this a little bit loosey-goosey. So I want to really encourage people to call in. I do have have a number for all those calls. Um, if I get one or two, I'll be thrilled. But it's 646-668-8565. 646-668-8565. And I invite anyone to call in. If for any reason I can't pick up the call immediately, you if you want to speak with me or come on air, you I think you hit a one, but I'm not really sure on your phone. It instructs you, and that puts a little question mark up on my screen, so I know that somebody wants to come on air. Now, most likely, I'll have to finish whatever I'm talking about in the moment, but after that, I will put you on mic, and you can share with the listeners, uh, you know, ask your questions. If you want a healing, I can do that, too. Uh, We'll just kind of make it... You know, just relaxed and more interactive. Now, also, I have changed my email, and I realized last week because somebody wrote me and said, I didn't really understand, <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were saying, because I just sort of whipped through the new email address, Richmond, R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D, but I wasn't really clear about the VV and the... Um, listener that wrote in, I was so thrilled that he did, thought it might be ZZ. So it's J as in Janet, V, V as in Victor, Victor, M as in Mary, Richmond. So it's J, V, V, M, Richmond, or Janet, Victor, Victor, Mary, Richmond. (laughs) Okay. So, and that's at gmail.com. So please, if you have any questions, you want a healing, you have comments, you 
just want to whatever communicate with me for whatever reason I will get back to you and if it's something that would be great to share with the listeners I'll do that too with your permission so please do send me an email again jvv as in victor victor m as in mary richmond at gmail.com okay now today's topic is so fantastic I just cannot tell you I mean, I feel like I can retire on this one. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really. But it really explains why we are never, ever victims, okay? So I'm, it is a, from a session we had with Joan Culpepper. She, the, the interesting thing is she brings us into a state of amalgamation, but she doesn't do her healing circle work, for those of you who have listened to a lot of her sessions now you know that she usually does healing circle work after she amalgamates us, but she said she's going to delay it to the end of the end of the session. And then it wasn't transcribed. So I don't have it. And in any case, so it, we just come into one accord and then it moves into the higher self. I do want to really explain that Joan brought in information, what she used to call the conglomerate higher self. It wasn't her higher self. It was the conglomerate of many higher selves. I'm not sure whether it was from those who were present in the group or she always called in other higher selves in different realms and directions, et cetera. And so that I just want you to be clear on that. It was, it's not any particular higher self. It's a conglomerate of uh, uh, energy that she would bring the information on. So when I do these sessions, instead of, it's unlike Marius or, or Sadakis, I would say Marius, but now it's going to be either Janet, me, when I'm talking about something she said, or higher self. Okay? So just to be clear. All right. So we're going to start with the amalgamation. This comes from October 2nd, 1994. Okay? So let's all, so I'm going to start. Let's all take a few moments now and quiet our minds, and in this state of quiet, I want each of us to focus our attention on the light within ourselves. Let's all remember that this light is symbolic of the pure soul essence, and that the pure soul essence is that part of originating source that we carry. As we continue to focus on the symbolic light, let's also remember that within this light, we are a reflection and the perfection of all that originating source was, is, and is becoming. Within this light, we are our highest point of power, purity, perfection, and authority. With this light, we are the power of the miraculous. Within this light, we are all that we are in the here and the now. As we continue to focus on the light, let us allow, let us allow it to grow until each of us stands within our own center. And as we center into our light, let us amalgamate with and become that light. Now, in this lighted state, I ask that we be taken into the originating source of all energy, and from that level, we be amalgamated with the totality of all of our higher selves, and with the soul aspects we carry in any level or any dimension, so that we stand united and whole throughout the session. I now ask that each of us participate from the very highest level, 
that we understand, articulate, and manifest from the highest level, the information that we will receive today, and that each of us from that highest level utilize this information in the highest ideal in our personal lives and in the highest ideal for the humanities and all life upon this planet, higher selves. As the frequency shift in the evolutionary movement continues to grow more and more intense, and as a result of the intensity of this higher rate of speed within which all life is operational, it's important to remember that the life patterns that each individual carries as the outward manifested extensions of the soul vibrations, these patterns will continue to erupt and process in order that each individual be able to release from that facade soul any residue and shadows that remain as it pertains to the misunderstandings held within. In many orthodox philosophies, there is a proposed ideal that deals with a quote-unquote individual entity called by many different names, God, Allah, Universal Source, but it is universally perceived as the creator. The originating source of all energy in that respect is a creator, but it is an androgynous vibration of energy, which functions as an energy within a creative vibration. The originating source of all energy carries many different aspects within it. You'll recall that the originating source has evolved its from evolved in its own vibration based on all input it has received from the pure soul essence of each soul as each soul moves along its own evolutionary path. It's important, too, to remember and to stretch and even bend your mind around the idea that all souls encompass many levels of evolution, many different planetary systems, many invisible and unknown dimensions that run at a very high rate of speed. So that the originating source is receiving from all these levels all of the time. And it is, in that respect, able in its own vibration to make these evolutionary leaps in time and space, carrying all souls and all levels along with it. You will recall that when this process occurs, every soul in every level is pulled through into a higher rate of evolutionary speed within its own vibration. This does not mean that a soul then bypasses anything it must it believes it must endure, but rather that that soul will go through that in a much more intense, accelerated, and speedy vibration. Creator, that is viewed by many different philosophy as the agent that controls all that it creates, is instead controlled by the soul that it is connected to. For this originating source, creative energy is totally impersonal. It knows no gender. It makes no decisions. It is simply an energy that is processed through each individual vehicle of expression. Janet. Okay. Now, this is 1994. Now, please understand that I was going to Joan from 1983, and she did a session every week through almost through 1987. And then she left the state, but she'd come back two, three, maybe four times a year, and she'd do sessions in the following years. So so for, for someone like me and the others in the group, we had a lot of context that you guys don't necessarily have. Now, if you've been listening to 
my show since the beginning of 2016, you will have quite a bit of context. And maybe for those of you who have, you will understand exactly what the higher selves are saying here. But I want to clarify it a little bit for those of you who are new to the show. And I just want to say that what they're saying here is simply that all the entities from all the spiritual philosophies have a unifying concept and whether these higher entities are called God or Jehovah or Allah or whatever, they are seen as creators. And in this sense, the concept of the originating source, which the higher selves present, also carries the idea that it's a creator. However, the concept around the originating source also differs. First, it's different from the point of view that it's androgynous and it's not a quote-unquote individual it is different also because it, it is seen as evolving in its own right and, it, and that it does not control anything that it creates. So, in fact, from the higher self point of view, it is import, impersonal. It makes no decision, decisions and it is an energy that each vehicle of expression, and what does that mean? It means us, guys, all the souls that it has created. It is all of the soul, we are the vehicles of expression of the originating source. Okay. Higher self. In the facade soul, many misunderstandings that go all the way back to the initial return when the split occurred. And these misunderstandings became prevalent at that point in time. Now, Jan, I'm just breaking in here. I did explain the split and everything last week, and that show is not posted yet on my website. However, last week's and this week's should be posted within a day or two. But it is on Blog Talk Radio. It's also on your, if you have an iPhone, if you go onto the podcast app that comes with a phone, you can find my podcast there. I'm not sure if you have to put in the higher self voice with Janet Richmond or Janet Richmond with Higher Self Voice. You get different podcasts, I think, depending on what you put in, but they will be there. They're there within about an hour of the show. Anyway, I'm going to go back. Let me start over again. (laughs) In the facade soul, there are many misunderstandings that go all the way back to the initial return when the split occurred, and these misunderstandings became prevalent at that point in time. Facade soul then, through eons of time, has woven its own pattern out of these misunderstandings that have continued to build lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. The creator, the originating source that utilizes and is creative energy, is the agent for assisting the facade soul and the true human soul to create perfection exactly create to to perfection exactly what that soul believes it should be creating. Okay, I'm going to read that again, guys. The creator is the agent for assisting the facade soul and the true human soul to create to perfection exactly what that soul believes it should be creating. In this respect, you could say that originating source is in a state of creating all the time. It creates through the patterns woven within the collective soul systems to the degree that each individual soul within the collective believes these patterns should be created. 
We have promoted the concept over a period of time that there are truly no victims, even though you sit and look at the surface of what occurs on this planet, and it is difficult to accept that idea. But if you consider that each soul is the vehicle through which the agent of creative energy is always processing, you can then perhaps see a little more clearly that the individual is indeed in control of whatever vibration it happens to be in at any point in time. Janet, here the higher self are explaining that the creator is constantly creating. Its energy is used by every soul expression to create exactly what it believes it needs to create. So they are clearly laying out that this is not a God working in mysterious ways when something bad is happening to us, but it is us using the creative energies to manifest all that we believe we have to manifest. We are not victims at all. We're just locked into belief systems at the soul level that manifest as a result in our outer reality all that we believe we have to go through. Higher self. The process then of ascertaining what you are responsible for in your own vibration is to assess the situation within which you find yourself operational at any point in time in your outer reality. Anything that causes you discomfort is a pattern with the facade, within the facade soul that has not been cleared. And from the creative energy of originating source, that pattern is be, being created 100% to the degree that the belief is held within your soul and allows you then to be the creator within your own life, within your own destiny, even though you may be creating a pattern you're not happy with. As for the commingling of souls, there is still that thought carried within the facade mind that says, I have no control over what others can do, and this occurred, and this person did this, or that occurred, and this situation developed, and I had no control, so how can I be the creator within my own destiny? You will also recall that souls agreed prior to coming in to come together to fulfill a specific dance that each of those souls believe must be participated in. In this respect, it's important to understand that no one or no thing can do against you that what you at the soul level have not agreed to. Again, the originating source's creative energy that flows consistently <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, again, the originating source creative energy that flows consistently through all life creates from the patterns that are within that soul, even though that pattern may not be conscious at the mind level. They are nevertheless being processed and carried out to the exact degree that the individual soul or the collective group participating in a specific dance have so ordained. Janet. I've said many, many times on the show that the free will is carried at the soul level. And they are explaining this very, very well. It's not at the mind level because we are creating from the soul level everything that we at the soul level agree to. Also, this is how we have group situations and conditions such as wars. Often this, in these situations, we feel we have no control or that others don't have any control. 
But even in wars, okay, even in wars, there are no victims. Over and over again in my groups, I get asked about Hitler and World War II. We all look at that situation and we label Hitler and as bad, evil, you know, the Germans were victimizers, etc. But it is important to understand that the victims have agreed at the soul level to play out that role with the victimizers. And I believe it was last week that the higher self said that, you know, victims, people who carry a victim pattern, for example, put out a call literally and say, oh, I'm powerless. And then a victimizer say, oh, I have all the power. And then they come together and the powerless and the powerful uh, play out a dance. So in a war, it's very similar to that. Both sets of souls, okay, be really clear on this. Both sets of souls have reasons for playing out either side. But, and those souls have chosen to join the quote-unquote dance. Understand that each individual soul has chosen their role in order to fulfill whatever beliefs it needs to experience for whatever reason. And there would be many different reasons, even though it looks as if they'd all have the same reason. It isn't so. Uh, in fact, the overall pattern, it looks two-dimensional, just victims and victimizer, victimizers. But in actuality, the causality or the reasons at the soul level can be as varied as the number of souls within any kind of collective. So Joan told us years ago that many souls in World War II had also been in the Crusades. Some of those souls chose out to play the same type of role in World War II than they played out in the Crusades. For example, if they were victims both times, they might be they might be victims in the Crusades. They'd be victims, play out the victim role in World War II, or vice versa. Some, uh, in other words, if they were victimizers in the Crusades, they would play. They might play out a victimizer role in the World War II. Sometimes they would choose opposing roles. This simply means that the souls still had things they believed they needed to manifest in order to understand something, to balance something, to atone, to punish, to whatever. There, as again, there are many reasons. In fact, souls with these very issues will chose to reincarnate upon a planet with this type of situation either about to process or is being processed. Because if they have those some of the issues that, that could be this agreement could help them process and learn or grow or balance or whatever, they would choose to incarnate on a planet that, that had this kind of thing. Because it's, remember that the souls are trying to move through certain belief system to learn and to grow and to expand and to evolve. And so they choose various incarnations that are important to their journey. And so, in fact, you would have souls that come in to join this dance, so to speak. Okay. It's hard. It's hard to wrap your mind around it because it's hard to understand why any soul would want to be a victim, a victim, why any soul would want to go through this kind of horrific kind of experience that 
happened to so many in World War II. And I don't have time on the show to go into this kind of detail, but trust me, there is a huge amount of deep pain, deep self-hatred, deep guilt, deep shame, deep all sorts of things that propel these souls to take on things, to to experience things because they believe they either need to be punished or they need to atone. They need to experience. They need to, I don't know. I can't, I can't be so specific here because it's so specific to each soul, but it is very deep and it's very much a part of the journey through the human kingdom. Okay. There's more on this coming. Okay. Higher self. In the process of this frequency shift, all of these patterns that remain as shadows within the facade soul are going to be greatly intensified as the energy propels each of you into higher levels of your own perfected destiny. At this point in time, for many individuals and for many specific areas on the planet, it appears to be the dark night of soul. Many individuals are in situations and conditions that have been greatly intensified based on the frequency shift, but each must consider that what is being intensified is simply the shadows within the facade souls or the true human souls that have not yet been fully processed and cleared. In the overall pattern upon the planet itself, we see patterns of tremendous chaos and we see patterns of tremendous balancing. But what is to be remembered is that this frequency shift is a process that will literally bring all of the garbage to the top for all individuals and will assist the cleansing of the entire planet so that all the souls on the planet can get on with the business of balance. It's been difficult for the fifth dimensionals incarnate in human facade form, for they began their sojourn as facade humans, which had the innate remembrances at that facade soul vibration of their fifth dimensional true soul essence. The majority of the human facade souls have processed through lifetimes feeling completely out of place, out of time sync, and have carried that inner essence or sense of longing for home, whatever home might be. They then have had to process in what could be viewed as a downward frame of reference, whereas a true true human soul is processing always in what could be viewed as an upward frame of reference. Because of the misunderstandings that have been picked up within the facade soul and played out and added to, it has been created for the fifth dimensional incarnate in human facade form, a tremendous amount of what could be viewed in this reality as bad timing. Janet. Because the facade souls, picked up strongly in that first incarnation, the essence of the fifth dimensional self. We all carried the innate knowing of that expanded power, powerful part of us. As such, we still had to figure out and play out of the human kingdom, that downward frame of reference. Of course, it's only a perception, but it was one and is one that was difficult for us. It led us to viewing our reality as one that was out of sync, out of place, not feeling connected to it, and longing for something else, home, whatever that was, higher self. But with this conscious knowledge that the originating source wills absolute 
will absolutely do nothing for you. And it only creates for you what you will for yourself within the facade soul pattern. You can then begin to work with these within these shadows to assist your facade soul into a higher level of processing within its own right. Your facade soul is as pure in its way as is your true soul. It does not play out of a purity pattern because it plays out of the residue of the shadows and misunderstandings that it's processed for eons of time. You can sit then and determine within your own life what is uncomfortable for you, remembering that whatever you are processing, you've already at the facade soul, at the facade soul level, learned that lesson. Janet. Okay, this is an important reminder. We are not here to be learning lessons. We have a facade soul that came in at the highest level of purity in the human kingdom. There are no more lessons for us to learn. What we can understand now is we just need to clear the misunderstandings, the limited beliefs, the shadows we've picked up as we sojourn through the universe carrying that dual soul nature. Underneath, we're already carrying the purity and the perfection of the human soul. This is actually an important concept. We already carry the purity, unlike the true humans, and and this is going to come up a little bit, uh, come up now, unlike the true humans on this planet, they aren't carrying the total purity of the human soul as yet, for they haven't totally finished their evolutionary process uh, and assimilated the totality of that pure human nature. This is about to be explained. So anyway, it's important. Those of us that are carrying the dual soul nature, we aren't here to learn lessons. We're here to clear our shadows and our beliefs. We already carry the purity and perfection at that human soul level, our facade soul does. Okay, higher self. With this knowledge, you can begin to reaffirm the idea of the perfection the facade soul essence really carries. As things occur within your outer reality that are hurtful or painful, remember that this is an outward creation based on the shadows carried within your facade soul. Again, those shadows are being actively processed by the creative energy of originating source, who is creating through you all of the time to the exact degree that facade soul carries the pattern that it is woven. Originating source allows you then to be the creator through these misunderstandings. And it is in this sense that you're controlling your life. You are controlling your destiny, even though not in the way you have perceived it to be up to this point. You are now and always have been the purity and perfection of originating source. The only thing that's prevented you from fulfilling at that level uh, are the patterns of misunderstanding carried at the facade soul carried in the facade soul. This is true also of the pattern carried within true human souls, although their misunderstandings have been processed from a much different direction. The true human soul processes with a misunderstanding that it is still animal, processing in a human body through the human mind, so that the true human soul is not something that we have seen yet on this planet. Because the animal human soul within the human community has not been fully amalgamated. 
As a result of that, through eons of time, the human souls have played out, for the most part, the animalistic nature of being territorial and the need to take down others in order to be the victor. There are many processes that have gone into that. Where the facade soul is concerned, however, there has been the process of living within the human body, processing through the human mind. But knowing innately, deep down, this is not what it's all about, that this was not home, and that what is perceived for the most part is so ridiculous, it has been difficult to even comprehend. Janet, I'm sorry, but this last statement made me laugh. The higher self rarely ever talk like that. Hated here that some level, many of us are in a state of stun as we've gone through the human kingdom, not quite believing that we are here and not quite getting why, because it all at some level seems ridiculous to us. Anyway, it's a little uh, levity here. Um, okay, but anyway, I'm not sure, this is still me, uh, I'm not sure how much I've explained about the transition from the animal kingdom into the human kingdom and how much learning the humanities need to go in order to move into the highest purity of the human soul. But the overall concept is important because it helps us to understand much of what's gone on over our human history and still goes on around the globe. All the souls that evolved from the animal kingdom carry with them the animal nature. And this means that those animal souls that have learned and accumulated in their animal experiences through the purity of the animal nature, and they have moved to the top of the animal kingdom. Therefore, when they arrive in the human kingdom, they're still carrying the animal nature. The souls have gone through the preparatory level and have been prepared somewhat to move into the human kingdom. They're educated somewhat to, as to what it's like to be human. But these souls have a long journey to fully com and completely take on and learn the very different, the very expanded concepts that a human learns in its sojourn. And as the higher self said, the animal nature is about territory and having to take down others to be a victor. Also, there are the areas of dominance and status, the alpha male concept, power, inequality. There's often inequality in body size, hierarchy, all of that. And if you just glance, at many of the human societies you know about through the ages, you can clearly see the need to dominate, to take on territory, to be the victor, to take down others, to be in power and inequalities galore. Here are the humanities playing out of the animal nature. Of course, at the same time, they are evolving. They are taking on the human qualities too. So there is learning and expanded understanding that comes in, but it is a very, very long sojourn, and as yet, there are no true humans as yet on the planet that have assimilated the animal nature to the point where they're standing in the purity of the human nature. Now, this is not including the, with the facade soul, okay, not including that. These are the, the ones that have not yet evolved into the fifth dimension. There are many who've moved to fairly high level. The higher self would never really be specific on that. But if the humans had already reached the full purity of the human nature, 
those of us carrying the dual soul nature, we wouldn't have chosen to be here. In part, we are here to help them reach that point, to help them assimilate the animal nature to the point where they do reach the highest frequency of the human dimension. Then the planet and the whole solar system will be ready to move into the fifth dimension. There are, of course, many fifth dimensionals present on this planet at this point, and we are here to help all souls in the four lower dimension and dimensions in their evolutionary process. Okay, so that's just a, a little bit so that you can understand what it is the higher self were really saying about the animal nature. Okay, higher self. As each of you stand at this point in time, begin to think in terms of this creative energy that is operational consistently and constantly. Become very consciously aware what, of what you carry within your outer reality so that you can begin to make adjustments within the soul vibration to release those beliefs and misunderstandings so as to permit the creative energy to function through you in a powerful positive mode that allows you to be all that you are, to have all that you want and more, and to be that demonstrated individual, both collectively and individual, individually, for the humanities who must make their own steps forward in their own specific direction in order to reach their state of perfection. An exercise to work with is to see yourself as a fountain, and then see what you are emotionalizing, what you are believing and emotionalizing and what you are believing is like water that gushes out of the top of your head and dissipates. You allow it to gush until you no longer feel what you are feeling. Remember that the emotional energy within the emotional body is that energy that is processing because of the shadows of misunderstandings that are carried in the facade soul. The emotional body then carries the blueprint. And when something here pushes your button, the blueprint activates and plays out of the emotional response that pertains to that blueprint. You are feeling it in this reality. The emotional response is a very strong vibration and is in the process of seeking a target to place this emotion on. In this way, you recycle that same emotional pattern and make it even more intense. So you can look at the outer reality and understand that what causes your discomfort is also causing an emotional response. So letting the emotion go out like a fountain instead of targeting it upon something is a powerful way to clear those emotional blueprints. Another exercise, this is Janet speaking, this is a great one. This is the one we're going to do at the end of the show. Okay. Another exercise would be to visualize a network of wires across the top of your soul, your facade soul. See the wires being activated as if they're being electrified. And within this, reconfigure, reprogram, or recompute along this network the situations and conditions that make your make you uncomfortable in your life pattern. If you're uncomfortable about lo- love and loving situations, what, regardless of what direction to take along those lines, then see this network of wires is literally being reprogrammed as if you're working in a computer. And you can even enter in the computer the concept of what it is you desire and remove from the computer the concept of the pattern you don't desire. 
You can carry this over and reprogram your financial process. You can reprogram whatever you're carrying in your outer reality that is no longer pleasant, that is very uncomfortable, even on a minor level of discomfort. You have the power to reprogram. As an example, if there's an emptiness within your life where love and loving is concerned, it may be it may be a wound around love and loving that needs to be healed. It may be a desire to bring someone in life that can be love and loving. Whatever the situation, whatever the direction you want to take it, what whenever you have something in the outer reality that is uncomfortable and not processing in a positive way for you, you can use this exercise. Remember this that this electrical flow, this network symbolically is what creates through you and out into your outer reality. That is the originating source in its creation mode. Its creation mode is constant and consistent. It never stops and it always has an endless source of soul within which to play its creative energy out. Janet, at this point in time, the higher self portion is done. But I have actually decided to include here some of the questions and comments that came up in the group at the time, which Joan discusses. I thought this may help you understand a little bit more. Uh, there's often comments at the end of these or questions at the end of these discussions. And up until now, I have, don't believe I've included any. But I just thought I would throw these in because I think it could help. All right. Question. These questions are being asked. Joan, by the way. So, question. The concept that there are no victims, that this is all prearranged by consent and that sort of thing, how do you change that kind of pattern, especially in terms of the work we do? You are interacting with other people on the job and stuff. On the surface, it seems you sometimes really have no control over some of the things that happen. How can you change that? Joan. The key phrase here is that nothing can happen to me unless in the soul I've allowed it to be there or I've created. We are not puppets of the male God. We are not puppets of the female God. Because there are many religious philosophies and beliefs, religions and philosophies that believe in a female God. We're not even puppets of the originating source. Originating sources are puppets. However, we do not manipulate it correctly. We just kind of stand there and it's like, okay, I'm just here and do with me what you will. You know how they talk about in religion, you give over your will to God. Well, the whole, in the whole process we're involved in here is that we must will for ourselves. And unless we do will for ourselves, we will play out what appears to be a victim role. Because if you're in a work situation, any situation, it doesn't matter what it is, if you are in love or out of love, broke, or working with people that are jerks or anything, it's affecting and it's affecting you, then in the soul, there is a consent that's been given because the soul believes this is what should happen. We just need to understand that emotional blueprints have controlled us through lifetimes. The emotional blueprints that include the misunderstandings that have played out in lifetimes based on whatever happened or occurred, and we just continue to bring it forward. So if you're in a work situation where there are problems and things of that sort, if you work through within your soul vibration to correct the pattern, just because you made an agreement with a soul doesn't mean you have to go through it. Nine times out of ten, if you made an agreement, you're going to go through it. Because in this consciousness, we don't know any better. 
But if you know what's underlying everything, you can tap into that source of power and reprogram in your soul pattern what is occurring in your outer reality. It doesn't mean that these other people are going to change, but it certainly does mean that you'll no longer be affected by it in any negative way. This might mean that you make the shift and you find a different work pattern. It could mean anything. It just means that you no longer will be the victim. But it is each individual working within their own process, and it has to be that. The higher selves are saying you have to make these corrections. They are saying there are no victims. When you learn you're not a victim, and when you have that firmly in your own emotional nature, you will be out there teaching that to other people, either by demonstration or by speech. It's not an excuse to sit back and say, well, they chose that, let them go. And Joan says, I think there's an Eastern philosophy that promotes that idea. I'm not sure. I don't know what that philosophy is exactly. But if we learn to do that, if we know that, why would we permit hundreds of thousands of people that might benefit from this information to just continue to go by the wayside? That's not what you're here to do. You're here to assist the humanities. And you're not going to assist them, not you specifically or any individual, but the universal you, by sitting back and just say, ho-hum, maybe in the next lifetime they'll get it. That's not what it's all about. And Janet, I just would like to add that by either demonstrating or explaining or giving out information, it gives those souls choice. So often we've gone through so many lifetimes not having these concepts, not understanding. We had choice. So, yes, we can't force another soul to take in the information to information. But if we don't at least give them the information and explain to them that there are options, that they they don't have to be victims. If we don't at least express it, then it's really difficult for them to make the choice not to be the victim. So that's what Joan is saying. We don't just say, okay, well, we're all in charge of our own destiny. I'll take charge of mine, but, you know, everybody else needs to do it for themselves. We are here to help everybody else. Okay, we're helping ourselves now. We need a lot of help. We're processing. We're getting rid of our shadows and our belief systems. But we are here, too, to help others. Question. For healers, do the higher selves have any suggestions at how to work with a facade soul with a real body on the table? Do they have a sense that the facade soul is actually something within the body that can be worked with? Well, first, I'm going to say something. With this question, you can see that we, at that point, we still don't understand everything. We still do not fully grasp that when we work on a body to heal, we, we are really needing to work on the soul patterns. So there was still a disconnect, at least with this person who was asking the question. But it was a good question, and it gave Joan an opportunity to, to say a couple of things. Joan, you can work with a facade soul. There are many different techniques that they've given us over the years. You can work with a thought form body, emotional body. But also what you have to remember is that, is that as a healer, that creative energy is, throwing, is flowing through you to the person you are working with. And that person will take the energy to the degree that that soul is willing to handle it. And sometimes you have a partial healing and sometimes you have no healing. But over time, and it may be over a lifetime, that soul will eventually catch up to the energy and healing will be will happen at that excuse me at that time 
sometimes in a healer, I believe, and I'm not a healer, but I believe in healing. Sometimes a healing is literally a death for an individual. This is the most healing thing that can occur at that moment. But the energy that has been processed through that soul will be carried with them, and the healing process will continue that the soul, so that the soul doesn't bring it back to re-manifest and finish it off. I'm being simplistic again, not being a healer. Any comments on that, Joe? Joe was um, someone at, who worked with Joan, and they had individual sessions where, because Joe is a heal, was a healer. He's laid aside the body now. But Joan Higher South came in and gave Joe the fifth dimensional healing techniques. He eventually had a class, which I took, and... Um, but he was present in the group that day. And so she's just about, you know, checking with him. And this is what he said. I would concur with everything you said. The one thing I've gotten over and over in healing is, is that healing is not a slam dunk operation. You don't hit a home run every time you go to the plate. And if you think you're going to, you're in for a lot of disappointment. Joan. Also, most people have a certain perception that if you're not getting, if you're not getting, if they are not getting information in a specific way, then they're not getting it. I think we miss a lot of information simply because we don't listen to what's going on in our minds, in our thoughts, because we're all somewhere else wool gathering. You sit in your meditation, you ask questions, and you don't hear this booming voice. Sometimes it's just in your own head, and that can be confusing because we have a tendency to think, well, I'm thinking that in my own voice, so that can, can that really be anything? Where's the big booming voice that I'm supposed to be hearing? So, Janet, that is very common, that misconception, that somehow we're going to hear it in a different way than our own voice. And that is really well said. Thank you, Joan. And this is one of the reasons I wanted to put this out there for you all, because we we do, we often think we're getting it wrong or we're not getting anything because just that point. And so... That's Joan's uh, wisdom. And she says, oh, and this just occurred to me with that creative energy constantly, consistently creating. That's why the negativity is so detrimental because it keeps recycling and refocusing and you get fearful and imbalanced. And it's like, okay, okay, okay. And it just keeps creating more and more and more. All right. So that ends the session from Joan. But I want to add something. This is a statement I hear a lot from different individuals, and I think it's worth just putting it out there. And the statement is, the universe will provide. We've all heard it a lot, and it's clear on some level this is a valid statement. According to the higher selves, the originating source does provide constantly and consistently this creative energy that we use. However, I feel often that <coughs> many times we haven't fully understood that statement. And we've interpreted it as the universe will do for us if we just intend and be and think positively and then the universe will provide all us with all things good perhaps. And what the higher selves are saying here, just in case you missed it, is that, yes, this creator does provide the creative energy for our souls, too, but it's just how we see fit. 
And so that by allowing our belief systems, um, that we are mostly just allowing our belief systems to create and empower over eons of time our outer reality without understanding how it works. So if we're passive and just allow the universe to provide as it will, then we really are remaining stuck in the patterns that we at, at the soul level believe we need to experience and to or to learn from or to go through or whatever it is. So I feel that that statement the universe will provide while has a validity to it has the connotations or the it's almost as if it's been partially misunderstood because we haven't really get gotten in quotes how this all works so the universe is providing exactly what we will it at the soul level to provide and i just can't say this enough really that it is important that we clear the outer reality we clear our beliefs neutralize the beliefs reprogram ourselves so that what the universe provides we are more willing to have it provide the more positive things in our life patterns and we can do it the higher selves have given us plenty of exercises over the time and they gave us the fountain one they've given it to us before i don't know if i put it on the radio the fountain one is one we've had before and the but this reprogramming of ourselves is a new one now so I just want you to, okay, I'm just going back to this statement one more time because I hear it a lot and there's a whole, I just hear it a lot and I just want you guys to understand that yes, it will provide for you, but we have some processing and some work to do in order for it to provide exactly what we want it to provide. We're in control of it, okay? Otherwise. We're just victims of what we carry. Stand back in that passive way and allow the universe to provide because we intend it to provide the positive or we're thinking positive. It, it's not working that way because remember, it's the soul, not the mind, that is directing that creative energy. It is not the mind saying, okay, the universe will provide and, and I intend it to be positive, so therefore it will happen. It's not mind that makes those decisions we're carrying that just those decisions at the soul level based on what we believe okay i'm sorry to be you know going over and over again but it just is so important and i found that this session this information from joan was so brilliant so life-changing really if we take it in and we understand and utilize this information we're really going to move much more quickly through our into you know to the other side to the awakened state to moving into that balance and that harmony and the beauty and the joy that we all want so we're going to use this exercise now here's the thing i was going to do this exercise myself first because i don't remember doing it when this information came out in 94. I probably did because that's my way. I just don't remember it. And so it's really 
you know, the blind leading the blind here because I have no experience to share with you at this point. So we're, I'm just going to go through the amalgamation one more time, and we're just going to give this a try. I don't even know if I should pick an individual topic. I, ha- I literally don't know how this is going to happen. So we all know the higher selves will let me know, but I'm just telling you, I don't have anything to offer, any personal experience. So we'll see how this works. Okay. Okay, I want everybody to take a few deep breaths and just quiet the mind. And I want us to move into that plugged in, that connection with the originating source of all there is, the oneness and the nowness of this energy field that brings us into a state, a full state of one accord, not only with the originating source, but with all souls at every level, from every direction and every dimension. We become one with all there is. And we move into that vast resource of energy. And it carries that creative life force energy um, that the higher self explained, created all that we know, this entire universe, known and unknown, and all the universes before it. And it continues to create the outer dimensions, et cetera, et cetera. The originating source is the creative life force energy, and it is providing us with this energy 24-7. We carry it within also at the pure soul essence level and at the energetic level. Every soul carries the the, uh, creative life force energy that is creating and weaving its outer reality 24-7. Okay. Please recall that once we are plugged in, we are in essence feeding or fueling or connecting our, our ourselves at the pure soul essence level with this very powerful resource of the originating source, this infinite resource. And I want you to focus on that symbolic light within this pure soul essence and feel it being filled, expanded, um, moving in through and around the totality of who we are at the facade level, the purity and perfection of the facade soul, the purity and perfection of the true soul, the purity and perfection of the physical, all of the, the all of our the particles that we carry, the um, mineral, animal, or plant particles that make up our physical bodies. We're having, we're joining in one accord, the totality of all that we are at the pure soul essence level. I want us also to focus on that true soul essence becoming one with the energy, stepping in and owning that part of ourselves, knowing that it is as important, if not more important, uh, I wouldn't say more important, but it is as important as the facade soul. It is a part of ourselves we have not been familiar with for eons of time. It's going to take time, uh, not that much time, but we do have to focus on it and start to feel comfortable and is, and understand that it is us, it is within, it's not outside us anywhere, it is who we are, and all of the aspects that we carry at that level is also part of who we are. So the amalgamation then is bringing us into conscious connection to the originating source, our pure soul essence our true soul essence, 
and the purity of the facade soul that we are, the purity that we don't see because of the shadows and the misunderstandings that we carry and the beliefs. Okay. I'd like to um, call in any other higher selves from any other realm or direction to please become one and facilitate this exercise with us. And I do, uh, the higher self, they're indicating that they want me to bring to consciousness that we all are creating individual beacons of light and as a group all around the globe, past, present, and future listeners are becoming one with a gigantic uh, energy field of this this divine light, light that carries all aspects, all elements, all um all there is, of all there is, and we are providing it to the souls not only on this planet, not only to ourselves at the facade soul level, but also to souls all over the human kingdom universe, known and unknown. And as they always do, they stream in in this orderly manner uh, and partake of the energies that they're ready for. It's just legions of souls. We also have a whole area, symbolic section that's sort of been sectioned off um, for the testers and tempters. And so they are drinking in and taking in this light that nurtures them since they are having their own pure soul essence shielded or veiled. And they are using this light to help themselves at that facade level. And they do take it in as if like they're gulping water. I mean, it is absolutely a very powerful image. And if for no other reason, I would do the show for them. Because when you see these souls coming in, these facade souls that's carrying the dual soul nature that play out of the tester and tempter side, when you see them come in or sense them just gulping down this light, oh, my gosh, you just feel like you're, you've arrived at some desert somewhere and you're helping legions of animals or legions of souls that are dying from the drought or something. I mean, it just really is a powerful image. And if for no other reason, I'm so happy that we do this. Okay. So now that process is going to continue. The higher selves are indicating the higher, that they are taking energies out from this light to uh, move into the astral planes to help with the neutralizing of the astral not only the astral around this planet, but the conglomerate astral, which is the, the astral of all planets that have housed life forms, live, house life forms that house the humanities. And so this energy has been used at, at many different levels. And please don't misunderstand, it is also being provided to the souls at the four at the three lower levels, the mineral plant and animal soul. So this light is there is no soul um, are very few souls, I would imagine, but so many millions and trillions and gadillions of souls all around the universe are being provided this light to help them and their souls, whether they're in body or out of body. So it's helping at the human kingdom heaven level as well. Okay, so this process is ongoing because we've set this up and it continues to run while we do the healing session. Right now, I want each of you as an individual to envision or imagine, uh, use a symbol, something um, that symbolically represents your facade soul. You might see it like a, you know, egg-shaped or something. 
some sort of orb around you. Um, I don't think it's really what symbol you use is that is that important. Uh, you don't even have to use a symbol if you want to just use the the network of the electric network that's moving around the soul, like the higher selves were saying. So right now, I want you to put in place this electric network with the understanding that this electric network is going to uh, do the reprogramming. So I would like each of you to think of something in your outer reality that you're not happy with. It can be something big. It can be something minor. It can be emotional. It can be relationship. It can be financial. It can be anything that you want. I'm just going to give you all a moment or two to think about what it is you would like. Okay, so you would like shifted or changed in your outer reality. And it can be something like you want your work situation to be better, like the question that came out in the session. So those are a few ideas. I'm just giving you a few moments, but understand that you can do this exercise again and again. So if you're sort of struggling and you pick something and then don't worry, you think, oh, I should have picked this other thing because you can do it again. So right now what we're going to do is we're going to see this electric energy and it's not only on the surface of the soul, but I see it permeating into the soul. So it, I don't know much about computer programming except for there is some very specific language where you uh, would um, you want to set up the program so that the program or the app on your phone or whatever it is is going to give you something that you need or you want. And But you also, there are bugs in the program, aren't there? There's viruses. And so I think that not only is this going to recreate the program to create what you want on the outer reality, but it's also going to go in and find the bugs. Find the belief system. Bugs in this case are the shadows, the belief systems, the misunderstandings that we carry that have created that outer reality. So it's actually going to be working both sides of the coin simultaneously. Remember that these divine energies are very capable. They aren't unidimensional and they don't have to do one thing at a time. They can do, they're multitasking at all times. So right now I want to just give you We'll focus first on doing the bugs. Let's go in and whatever the bugs are, whatever the beliefs or misunderstandings are that you carry, I want you to see that this electric energy is moving in to dissolve, to debug, de-virus, undo, just clear out, take that poor programming that we've taken on for years and eons of eons of time. It's it's, this energy is moving into the emotional blueprints. It's moving into the thought forms, the habit imprints. It's moving in and dissolving all of that, those issues, whatever they may be, related to your outer reality. Okay. You can... I'm, I'm seeing a few sort of general things that it's, it's tackling. One is... Um, the beliefs and disbeliefs about the self, about the purity of who you are, about your abilities, the self-doubt, the lack of self-worth, the lack of self-love, all of this stuff related to the self plays itself out in different ways. 
um, even, you know, being out of sync with time, uh, being, uh, not being home, um, having to have that downward focus. All of these are perspectives we took on as misunderstandings. So these are being worked on as part of the bugs because they laid down these, this very first life as a facade, laid down kind of a fabric um, that was built upon from lifetime after lifetime. So we want to be sure to debug, to clear, to neutralize. And I'm seeing that electric energy. It's just coming down and it's finding all of that, those misunderstandings and it's kind of zapping them like a bug zapper. That's just at least my image. And it's just going in and it's just, it's actually not very difficult. It's moving in and really, it's really zapping those misunderstandings understandings and I'm feeling this essence of relief and actually joy is coming out whoa um, because we've carried these and they've been burdens for all of us for so long now we would have had our each individual viewpoint or each individual perspective and our each you know slant on the misunderstandings would be different but I'm feeling like this sort of con- general consensus of yippee let's get rid of these things when you feel out of sync with what's going on around you, when you feel that you're not home or you're not part of whatever you're part of because you always feel a little bit out of it, you want to get rid of that stuff, that discomfort. So, And that affects so much of what happens in our outer reality, so many of the manifestations that we carry. And so I, that's what I'm seeing. And as it it's gone right into that originating lifetime, and now it's moving, and it's following the ripple effects. It's following the the many different ways we've, we've manifested this kind of thing in other lives. And I feel like it's moving through the totality of the, us at the soul level to really try to uh, clear these very deep, long-term, entrenched patterns. They're almost what I would call... Um, solidified truths and I've talked about solidified truths on the show at some point I don't remember where but solidified truths are things that we hold that are unquestioned they're just so obvious we never even look at them and so we've developed self-identities around these solidified truths and belief systems and everything around these. And they aren't really, they aren't truths. There are perception of what a truth or the truth is. And it's very limiting and it holds us stuck. And so that's what this energy is going. It's just beautiful. It's as if it's an, it's so interesting that we just had Easter because I'm seeing this as almost this beautiful uh, colors moving around this sort of sort of oval egg-shaped soul because I'm saying always I do a conglomerate image and it's as if it's brightening up the egg from the inside so I'm seeing through the shelf symbolically this beautiful energy moving through the symbolic egg that and deprogramming getting those bugs those misunderstandings and beliefs and neutralizing them and clearing them. I still see the energies around the outside of the egg as well. And this is the creative part of the, the energy field that 
that we're using here, and that is going to move in and begin to create based on uh, a clear soul energy field, so to speak. But I want to keep working on the neutralizing, clearing side because that is very powerful. It's very much going on here. It's finding those those problems, the little glitches. And some of them aren't so little, guys. It's finding the glitches in the program at the soul level. And for each of you who are using a specific theme or topic or arena that you are addressing, you'll know what the glitches are. They're your belief system specifically about those glitches, about that arena. It's your, they're, they're your misunderstandings about that arena. So, for example, if you want to, um, you know, bring financial security and financial success into your life pattern, you might find belief systems that you either don't deserve to have success or that uh, to have money means you're going to use it as a, for example, you might use it against people or you'll get, you know, with money comes power and power is all corrupting. And so you, you don't want to go that route. So you avoid the money, whatever reasons we all have reasons that we've taken on that we're not aware of at the mind level at all, because we've taken them on from other lives. So I'm just seeing this symbolically, all these glitches and it's, they impede the flow of what we truly want to cr- create. So we're first addressing all of these blockages, all of these, Areas where beliefs and misunderstandings have just sort of grown and become big clogs in the, in the system here. Like if you think of a root system or a, the circulatory system, say, in our bodies, in the heart sometimes things close off and then we can't get the blood going and we end up having heart attacks or whatever. And so it's like that. It's like clogs in the flow of this creative energy in the way we want it to be clogs then because they aren't flowing freely because they are being impeded by the belief systems we carry and the misunderstandings they come out and manifest in the outer realities having difficulties problems things we're not comfortable with things we're upset about things we don't want for whatever reason so that's what's happening, and I'm just seeing there's a lot of really good work being done here. And I'm watching in the conglomerate egg or the conglomerate symbolic soul that's in the shape of an egg. I'm watching as a lot of these sort of clogs are being cleared out. The programming is opening up. We're no longer carrying that same old, same old same old, same old programming. So we just keep being victims of that creative energy because we don't know any better. We just stand back and allow it to be. And I really, really, really see how people are, have taken to heart at some level, this information, and they're really going for it. I see this huge shift. Really great guys. Okay. Now we have this creative life force energy that's on the outside and it's just around. It's not just on the top of the soul. I see it around the whole symbolic egg of the soul. Okay. And now this is working very differently. It's just permeating and sending in this creative life force energy that we carry, that, that we're 
focusing on that we are activating and we're bringing it in to the clarity of the pattern now and it's moving in to create into the outer reality to weave the pattern this new programming this very new very positive programming that we are doing for ourselves we're not standing back if you're working for, you know, wanting to have a better work situation, that energy is coming in and it is creating space now without those bugs, without those claws, without those shadows, without those misunderstandings. It's much more able to create based on a clear field, not on a muddied one. And so that's what I see happening. This energy is kind of permeating and bringing in the power of the miraculous. It's bringing in the, the creation of the highest ideal for ourselves. And do understand, if it is not fully, fully changed, then you use this program again. You recreate again. You clear out more of the bugs and recreate it again. And each time, you're going to be clearer and clearer. Don't forget that you can also use that fountain energy. And when emotions are triggered, just let the emotion go up like gushing out of the top of your head until you no longer feel it. Do not target it on someone. Do not put it out there as somebody's fault or they did it to me or whatever. These are things we've carried for eons of time. The person... If you remember from last week, it doesn't matter who spit in your eye. Whatever they've done, they're just triggering a pattern, an emotional blueprint that has already been there for eons of time. And we have the opportunity when they triggered it. So thank you very much for spitting in our eye. And now we can let it go out the top of the head like the fountain. So that's another very powerful, powerful pattern to use when you're in an emotional state. Something gets triggered, you feel anger. Instead of targeting that thing, that, that situation, that person, whatever it is, just let it go out through the top of your head. Don't target it. I'm seeing some people are actually doing that, trying that, because these things we manifest that don't make us happy, they do trigger a lot of emotional blueprints. So you can do both of these exercises at once, guys. We are able to do more than one thing at once. Remember, and so I'm actually seeing symbolically a fountain coming out of the top of this symbolic egg, coming out of the the soul. Uh, You might see it as coming out through the top of the head, but in any case, it is being flowed out and moved into this light that's neutralizing and absorbing it. And so it's sort of we're working at two in two ways and you can do this you can do one or the other or both at the same time and i am seeing a lot of frustration coming out a lot of anger a lot of um i'm seeing the it's not fair and we all carry that because that comes so much from this victim mentality or victim experiences that we've all had uh where we felt out of control we had no power. We didn't understand how that worked. We felt powerless and helpless. So there's a lot of that. It's not fair. It's a lot of that, you know, it's unjust. And that, I don't know why that particular one seems to be coming out, but it does. I think it's because this 
information really allows us to move into the sense of having the ability to control our own lives, to have, to be that directing identity. We, we can understand why we felt under control and with it coming in and the, uh, the idea that, that we can do this, the, what's let, what we're letting go of is the feeling of powerlessness. And along with that feeling of powerlessness is this frustration, this anger that how come somebody else has it and I don't have it? Or how come somebody else can do it? Or how come somebody else, whatever, and not me? I, not me. And it's just this not me. It's unfair. It's unjust. It's painful. It's not, you know, why? I, I'm, I don't get to have that. Why? 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 The confusion. There's a lot of confusion here. A lot of of misunderstandings and confusions around this level. So I'm really, that it's just this wrenching, it feels like gut-wrenching, this gut-wrenching release that each of you are doing. And more and more as I'm talking, the, the idea that the powerlessness and the helplessness, the victim qualities, the, you know, all of that, and then all of the pain and the suffering that is a result of those perceptions we just didn't understand for so many lives. We didn't have access to this kind of information. We're very fortunate we have access now. And it's one of the reasons that we will be able to, to process, move to the other side. We will be able to cooperate with the evolutionary thrust. We will be able to awaken quite quickly and without over um, overly amount of trauma and drama because we Remember, we are going to create whatever the soul believes it needs to create. And if it believes it's going to create, it needs to create some drama or, or uh, trauma, it will. We now have the ability to deal with that. I do feel a lot of pain coming up, a lot of heartache. I don't know why exactly, but I can imagine that in all of these difficulties in our lifetimes, there's been so much pain. And so we're letting that go. It's more of the of the emotional blueprinting that just leads us around by the nose and it keeps us recycling and re-empowering, re-entrenching the same patterns over and over again. So we're letting go some of that pain and that suffering, that real heartache, oh, real heartache, a lot of despair and agony, as you can imagine. We've been a part of so many different difficult times throughout the sojourn around the universe, let alone our sojourns on this planet. So, um, and all of that that we're letting go, it's not just the pain in the, from this planet. We're letting go of this from the emotional blueprints that we have been carrying for all this time. I would like to specifically address, even though we did address it already with the reprogramming, I want to redress, address any of the emotional issues that come around where, where we don't feel connected to where we are. We don't feel that we're part of it, that we don't feel we're in sync in some way, that the timing is off, that we're just sort of out of phase, sort of, so to speak, uh, with the world or with a group we're in or with the um, work 
arena we're in or whatever it might be, social grouping we're in, the uh, whatever it is, I want everyone to begin to release sense of being isolated, being alone, being not really connected, this disconnection that we feel. And I know many of us feel it in different ways and we, we, we interpret it in different ways, but please understand that it comes from that original lifetime where we misunderstood the situation between the facade soul and the true soul essence. We, we, we saw it, we felt it, we were very strongly connected, but we misinterpreted it or we misunderstood it in whatever way. And it, we came to feel we're not really where we're supposed to be. I mean, we're really, we're, we're now in the human kingdom and, and there's this, this confusion and this, there's almost loneliness and isolation patterns that come from this too. And so I want all of that and the heartache and all of the difficulties that that would have created over time and however that would have played out in whatever patterns. Okay, you're doing really well. It's, um, but what I see, one thing that is behind is disability, like having physical problems, walking or some sort of disease that keeps us from operating at some more, you know, efficient level. It's, it affects us how we go through life physically. This is unexpected, but I'm seeing that it's underneath, at least in part, because you know these patterns are very complex, but I really want everybody to let go of this pattern and also any disability that you may have had in any life, not, I mean, many of us would not be disabled in this life physically, but you never know. We might bring that in as we get older. We might bring that in as some sort of accident uh, sometime in the future. Now, we don't want any of that. Let's release the pattern and all of the disability patterns we've ever had. It's something to do with not feeling at home with our own physical bodies. It's, we don't feel even though it's the density of the body or something along those lines, it's just some disconnection with the physical body. We don't feel fully connected because at the when we first came in, the we picked up that fifth dimensional part of ourselves and that guys, we have the physical body there, but it's running at such a higher rate of speed, higher frequency that it can be in all places doing all things at all times. And so we just couldn't relate to the density of the physical body. And this did not come out in the session, but the higher selves have indicated that. And I just find it, uh, have indicated it, indicated that before. I'm very aware of that information, but I never really saw the information that came out today as also being connected to the physical body in this way. So I want I want the um, I want us all to let go of the discomfort with our own physical body, and you know we all have things about the body. It's too big. It's too small. It's too slow. It's too old. It's too young. It's too this. It's too that. It's not 
doesn't look good enough or it looks too good or whatever. It just, we have so many issues around the physical body and I, this is in part behind it. Experience in this first life where we were very uncomfortable at the physical body level. Now in my second book, I have a whole topic or a whole, I think it's a whole chapter about someone. It's based on truth. And this element comes up in that chapter. I think you're going to find it really fascinating. It's a woman who had a severe illness pattern in this life. And then she gets information about where it came from, et cetera, et cetera. And it's beyond fascinating. So you might, um, if you haven't already picked it up, it's um, Soul Psychology, Our Journey Through the Human Kingdom Universe. And it's available in ebook and print book, and it's on Amazon, on Kindle, everything. So I really encourage you to take a look at this. I think it's going to help you understand so much. Now, it does not distinguish between the true soul and the human soul. This book was not that avenue. It gives you an overall viewpoint of the journey through the human kingdom universe and the evolutionary process. And it really is more addressed to the human soul uh, because it does explain, uh, it does explain, I think, more of that. But it just, there was so much to cover. I couldn't do the facade soul as well. Plus, I wasn't ready at the time when I was writing that book to include the facade soul. And if I, if I had, it would have also been maybe double the length. So that is to come, but you're hearing it on this show. You don't need to read a book on that. You're getting it on the show. But that second book, Soul Psychology, is definitely going to help you understand some of this much of this journey. Okay, so I don't mean to take a, an aside there, but this it just keeps processing and I keep seeing all of you working through it and the higher selves are indicating that in fact the healing is ongoing. They're putting a gigantic, I want to say, they're putting a gigantic cocoon around everyone. I don't know why it isn't individual, but it is individual as well, but they want to keep the, all of the processing going as a group. We're facilitating and helping each other in this way, and we're also continuing the processing of sending out that divine energy into the universe where it helps so many other souls. So they are, in essence, encompassing the totality of this group, past, present, and future listeners, in this gigantic cocoon to help facilitate the continuation of the healing of uh, both at individual level and at the group level. Uh, I do want to again say my email is jvvmrichmond, R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D, at gmail.com. So that's J as in Janet, V as in Victor, V as in Victor, M as in Mary, Richmond at gmail.com. Please send me an email. I will get back to each and every one of you. You have any questions, concerns, ideas, suggestions, anything, healings you want done. I'm trying to open up this group. I don't have a series. If I had a series, I would just go 
forward with it, but it just hasn't presented. I've had a couple of ideas, but they just, it's not, they're not really ones that would work on the show for whatever reason. So, as I said, I'm doing kind of random things here. I really invite all of you to take part. Oh, I see I have a question mark. So somebody's on who wants interaction, and it looks like it's Robin. So, Robin, I'm, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How do I get, now I've, it's been so long, I can't remember how to get you. Oh, here. Okay. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I couldn't remember how to get Hi, you. Hi, Janet. <laughs> hi. hi, hi. It's so good well, to hear I your have, voice. Yes, you too. Oh, and by the way, um, to to do the raise hand if somebody like myself wants to come on the show and ask a question, it's star one. Star one. Thank you, Robin. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, star star one, and that puts you in the queue. Anyway, I had a question earlier. Although <clears throat> through the course of the of the healing or the exercise you did, which was fabulous, by the way, um, I think it basically got answered. But I'll just kind of go through it quickly, if that's okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Well, I was thinking of of just a sort of a simple example of. Uh, you know, one of, one of the, one of my issues is that I, I often, I mean, in general in life, although this is a specific instance where I'm in uh, a close relationship with someone who is very judgmental, can be very judgmental and doesn't quite have the understanding and perspective of, you know, that we're all on our own journey and that what may be right for him or what he seems justified in judging me about um, uh, is not necessarily, you know, the true. I mean, that, that he should be judging me and take that kind of judgmental attitude. So, um, So in a case like that, you know, first of all, there's a couple aspects. One are the thought forms and the beliefs and understandings about judging and being judged. It's sort of like victim and victimizer. For me, I think it's more like a feeling of being judged by others and then me judging them and learning that, um, you know, we're all growing and you know, correcting correcting the misunderstanding that we should be judging each other and ourselves, but rather that we're all learning and growing and evolving, and we should just, you know, learn from our experiences and move on, but not hold on to these all these beliefs and thought forms. So there's the understanding and the thought form aspect, which I think the exercise we just did sort of addresses it in terms of rewiring our understanding and our misconceptions. And then there's the, the feelings, the feelings that arise, you know, the anger, the frustration, you know, he's doing it again, he's judging me. And, um, and so, you know, that's a good one to send the energy through the top of the head when the feelings come up. I, I was interested in, 
You know, the problem is, like, for example, someone judges me. I feel judged. I feel angry. I feel frustrated. And the, the thing that was interesting is that if I just say to myself, well, you know, he doesn't understand that we, you know, that the, when we judge ourselves and others, we, we uh, you know, have certain beliefs that, that feed into that about right and wrong and, and so forth. And, um, you know, so I can maybe take a more expanded perception and sort of come to a certain understanding within myself but earlier in the program, the higher selves were saying it doesn't mean we can just sit back and and do nothing. You know, part of our mission is to is to help um, to help you know each other, and so that you know maybe we should speak up and say because if I just take a let's say just take a more expanded perception but I don't say anything to the other person, then it leaves one open to kind of feel superior or, well, I know better and, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas maybe if in order to, instead of not saying anything, but maybe sharing a little bit of that expanded perception with the other person, now they may or may not take it in, but at least... um, it doesn't let one fall victim to feelings of superiority or or maybe not fall victim as much to feelings of I know better, you know, I've got a more expanded perception, but actually (laughs) taking that perception and trying to, you know, share it a little bit and do something positive with it. I don't know. Am I making any sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. You are. Um, Actually, you're, this is actually a very good question. Um, okay, well, first of all, um, keep in mind that this information is giving you that expanded perception at the mind level. You understand now what's happening when somebody judges you and all of that. So that's very good. Right. But you're still in process of letting go of the belief systems that are calling it in and the emotional things that get triggered when it happens, right? So as right. you continue to let that go, what's going to happen is there won't be anything more for that person to trigger. So you're not going to be upset by it. Do you see what I'm saying? And right. It's that so they'll, point, they'll just, uh-huh, go ahead. It's I know it's kind of a complex question. At, at that point, or as you're, as you are letting go more and more of it, that when you do say something back to the person, it's going to come not from a place of hurt or anger or upset or uh, feeling like a victim or anything. Because if we say something when we're emotionalizing, when we're in that, that position, whether we understand, because I know you, Robin, and I know how well you understand the concepts that the higher selves are telling us. We still are in process, though. We're still clearing all of that stuff. So I think when they say we don't want to just stand back and not say anything, we want to assist, they, I don't think they're intending for us when we get triggered that we attack back. Not that you would. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because it can carry. I, I do. Even if, we, even if we try to our highest, best 
way to be neutral and to say something very caring and very just giving them information, if we're emotionalizing underneath it, it's going to come mm-hmm. out. They're going to pick it up in a different way. So, yes, yes, I think it is important that we are going to be able to share. The sharing can still come now with other situations with another person that doesn't trigger you. So, for example, you know, you can share some of the information or a higher concept with someone in a situation that that person hasn't triggered you, and it will come out as with the clarity that you carry right. it at the understanding mind level. But when we're talking about something that is that you're dealing with an issue that you have right, at the, you know, in your in your reality, that's tough. That's tough, and it, yeah, and, and so. I can't say, you know, you have to wait to the absolute end game where you have nothing else right. that's triggered. <laughs> because, right. you know, but, but I just want to make you aware that we are processing ourselves. And so when we start to notice that, boy, that, that used to trigger. I, I have this in my book in the section, the second book that I was talking about earlier in the section about my mom. She used to trigger uh-huh. me from... Forever, and there was one point when I was visiting her in Florida, and I've been working on myself forever uh, related to my mom. She said uh-huh. something that could have triggered a complete disaster, and I just giggled and I just said, "Mom, do you know? Did you hear what you said?" And she started to laugh, and it just completely changed <laughs> the whole dynamic of our relationship from that point forward because I had gotten rid of. It took time, but remember, I didn't. It was years ago. We didn't have the evolutionary thrust like we have it now. That took time for me to move through and release all of that stuff, but I did, and it just changed the whole relationship 180 degrees. So that's what I'm saying. You're going to get to the point where it won't touch you, and right, it doesn't have to get all the way there. You're 100% cleared. That you might you'll start to realize, hey, this is really so different for me now. And at, at some point, you'll know, hey, I can say something in a way that won't just trigger another back and forth. It it might really, you know, lead to something more, right. something different. Right. So I I got it. Oh, great. Thank you. So so the goal is not to expect or to change the other person. I mean, I know this is so basic but the the goal is not to necessarily change or expect something different from the other person it's simply to deal with the misconceptions misunderstandings and the emotionalizing that is triggered off in me in that by that other person from you know by that other person just to deal with it my my side of the my side of the street, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And the more we do it, the more our relationships change because the dance isn't the same anymore, which is what happened with right. my mom. Of course. Uh-huh. It just, I get it. I it get just it. Now, you know, how it's going to change in your outer reality, every situation would be different. You know, my mother's always going to be right. my mother. So, you know. Um, yeah. Right, right. Well, that's perfect. So, Thank you. That really clarifies that for me. That just kind of <clears throat> um, put everything that you talked about in the extras, put everything in perspective for me. So thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. So welcome, Robin. So, so welcome. I, and I'm so <laughs> glad that you call in 
from time to time because I think it really helps others that call in uh, or that listen and they hear have the benefit then of of your question and if you have the question, you know many people would have the question. Well, great, Janet. Thanks again for a wonderful show. And uh, oh, I really, I'm gonna. I really need to finish your second book. I'm halfway through, and I need to finish it. And I can't. I'm looking forward to our meetup group on Saturday. Yeah, me too. And I just I was gonna say something else. Heck. Oh well, it went out of my head. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't think you've heard last week's show yet, have you? Because you were no. busy. and you, Yeah, right. and it's not on my site yet. But when you hear last week's show, that is going to add another piece for you. Okay. Too. Okay, good. Okay. Good. Yeah, you know, right, they're just adding. They don't take anything away. They just keep adding one more thing, one more exercise, <laughs> one more point. Well, right. I mean, it's great. I love it. And Gee, I'm hearing it so different now than when I used to hear it because I have now so many years of experience with it and practice and everything. But um, anyway, it's another piece you're gonna you're gonna appreciate. Oh, you know what? I think Great. I had I'll that sure. last. Oh no no no. I uh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, great. I will definitely listen to that last week's show. Okay, you got it. You got it. All right. <laughs> I love you. Later. Okay. I'll love you, you too. Thanks, Janet. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, and with that, I'm going to end the show today. Again, I'll be back next week. I don't know about with what, but we'll see. Again, the number to call in, I'm going to give it to you now, so you can write it down if you need it for next week, is 646 668-8565 and you can call in anytime and do the star one and then it shows that you want to speak on air with me uh, or you can email me at jvvmrichmond at gmail.com questions, suggestions, comments, wanting a healing, anything you can do or I'm opening the show up and, and because it's a little more flexible now that I don't have a series. So with that, I'm going to wish you all a great week and I will have both these shows on my website. Um, I think sometime in the next couple, three days. Okay. So have great weeks. I really love and appreciate all of you and look forward to next week as always. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.